Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Number three on a Tuesday. Hour number three starts with Zay's pick on a beat. Zay, what we got today? Going back to AZ. Been playing a lot of AZ lately. This is Give Me Yours, the instrumental featuring Nas. AZ, that album, Do or Die, came out in 95. One of Nas's boys, part of the firm. Might be one of the most underrated hip-hop albums of all time. AZ. Yeah. Not okay. many people know about AZ. I never heard of AZ. Yeah, that Do or Die album is an absolute classic. A little more underground, but if you're a big Nas fan, you should know who AZ is. So if I go around talking about AZ and the album and everything, I can get a little street cred that way? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. There you go. Oh, a- yeah. AZ, good rapper? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty good rapper. Different, he- has a different voice, but yeah. And then rapper. Nas is on the album as well? Yes, Nas is all over the album. Nice. He's also on Nas's album, too, Life's a B. Okay. That's a pretty classic song on Illmatic. So, yeah. Very cool. All right. So, uh, AZ getting the hour started. Thanks to Zay, as always, for uh, <laughs> providing entertainment today. He went above and beyond with this video. If you haven't seen it, uh, remember, I, I'm at C Hastings 1049. I retweeted the video that Zay sent out. He is at ain't that underscore Zay. The video has a little title on it that says when eight and under squad calls out their parents so let's be sure we understand what happened here the eight and under kids that are in the pads and helmets they got i don't know a little saucy a little fired up and said they could take their parents or they could yeah clearly they've been winning like i feel like you don't do these type of things when you're losing oh yeah this is not an zero and ten football team <laughs> right that's not what this is. Yeah, yeah, they're dominating Mighty Might. They're dominating. They're 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 whipping folks. And there's about a 50 second video that will either it'll change your day one way or the other. If you're a little sensitive to 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 certain things, it might. If you're a little sensitive to parent kid interactions, you might be offended. But if you love football and just want to break it down on a straight football level, I would just lean you to the very first two. Shoulder block dude and the mom pushing the kid down is just it's the best part of my day. And yeah. I'm and Zay, you, I think you're right. Okay, so if these kids really called their parents out, I this kid must have called his mom out for something. I don't know if he called her out. I don't know if he made fun of her weight in front of the group. Oh, he talked back but once or twice. But 44, right as mom gets there, 44 stops and tries to take a step backwards. Mom is not having it. She goes Full steam. She has got about that's that's not as fast as she can run, but it's almost there. And she goes full extension, two hands on the chest, double a full extension to the ground, and then stands over him and yells at him. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. This is an athletic group of parents. Some really? of the moves that these parents made, some of the stiff arms. Guy hurdled his kid. 
Like, they were serious in this Oklahoma drill. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that team is probably undefeated. And, yeah, they got good genes. And you could tell that Oklahoma drill, them parents, they went to work. Dude, I want her to be my Michael Orr. I want her to be my <laughs> Bryant McKinney. Be my left tackle. Give her the give her the Leanne Tweedy or whatever that the, yeah. the woman's name was from Blindside. Michael, protect them like they're your family. Cause she if, if I can get if I can get her to block like that for me, if Jeff Saturday can get her to block like that, she should be an Indianapolis Colt next week. I'm not gonna lie. That might be the sexiest Sandra Bullock's ever been in Blindside. You think so? I don't so? know if it's because she's talking football. She knows her stuff, mm. but she gives me goosebumps when she talks about how good-looking Nick Saban is, and then she talks about the blind side. And yeah. Stuff. That's some, it's, that's some pretty, pretty wild stuff. I think it's two ingredients. It's the talking football part, and it's the fact that she is just at that age where you're buying her as the sexy mom. Yeah, she, that might be it, too. She has crossed what I like to refer to as the Diane Lane line. Once you cross that Diane Lane line and you become that sexy older hottie, there's a little extra magic there. And maybe that's just my fantasy to have an older white woman pick me up in the rain and do whatever she wants with me. I love my wife, by the way. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Hey, I'm around the same size as Big Michael Orr. I'm pushing 300 and stuff. That... Hey, that's a fantasy. That's a fantasy that not many brothers think about. That's that's something serious that probably every offensive lineman watched that movie and said, damn. So I, I might like Cougars now. So in the dream, does it have to be raining? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That yeah, helps she out. She picked him up in the rain. He has that dangly-ass polo on. You got to look rough, too. And then you got to look like you you just, uh, yeah, yeah, you've been through it. You've oh. been through it. It's been a rough night. And then Sandra Bullock, sexy, alone, she can't come with Tim McGraw. Obviously, no, no, that, that, can't that kind of no. ruins That kind of ruins the thing. And the kid can't and that be little, there. Yeah, that little ass boy, he can't be there. I haven't seen him in much stuff. But, yeah, that's 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 something serious. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's fantastic. All right, Chad and Zay with you on a Tuesday. If you want to check that video out, uh, go go to a Ain't that underscore Zay on Twitter. You will be highly entertained. Also, thanks to somebody for tweeting me the Panthers' black unis and helmets that they're going to roll out on a Thursday. Billy Carolina against Atlanta? I mean, that's not a, that's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that you're going to wear them against the Falcons. You're trying to make a statement there. Oh, yeah, you want to wear black, huh? Well, we're wearing black, too. Wear it against a different team. Why are you wearing it against Atlanta? What are you talking about? Carolina. They're going to wear black helmets this week on Thursday against the Falcons. Mm. Like, what? Yo, Baker Mayfield, with how bad P.J. Walker was this past week, the fact that he can't crack into that starting line, they got Baker doing blocking drills on the scout team Yeah, that's bad. That's not a good look. Yeah, that is bad. By the way, way, if that means Atlanta's going to actually wear the red helmets on Thursday, that's okay. I'm with that. If they roll back with those, that'll be great. All right, so uh, a lot of stuff to get to today. We've hit a lot of football. Texas and TCU, we're getting ready for that um, coming up on Saturday. Also wanted to hit a little bit of basketball here. A couple of notes. Uh, Texas getting the win last night, 72-57. Zay, once again, we talked about some of the good stuff from the game earlier as, as they move forward 4 for 14 from beyond the arc yeah that, that, that should improve that's going to need to work its way in who are you looking for on this team to hit threes consistently we talked about Jabari Rice earlier 2 out of 3 I like his stroke 
I like his stroke from outside. Who else would you are you looking for that needs to hit threes? Marcus Carr, for sure. I think he's going to have opportunities. Like He shot a pull-up three last night, which I didn't see Marcus Carr shoot a pull-up three all of last year. Actually, that's a lie. He, he, he pulled up for a lot of uh, uh, pull-up, Chauncey Billups, Steph Curry-type threes in the tournament. That's mm. kind of where I saw Marcus Carr make that turn to where he was like, yo, F it. Like, is Chris Beard going to bench me now when we're in the tournament? Like, I get he needs me more than ever. And I think Chris Beard's realized that in order for this team to get to where they need to go, they got to play at a faster pace. They were one of the slowest paced teams last year in all of college basketball. And, you know, once that ball, once you get the ball off the rebound, you're pushing it. And that's where you saw a lot of those Tyrese Rice turnovers at the beginning. I thought they were trying to play a little bit too fast, plus the nerves of the first game of the season. You, you want to be perfect. Everybody's there. You got a packed house first game of the season at the beautiful new Moody Center. So I, I get the nerves being there, but Arterio Morris, he's going to be a big time uh, uh, three-point threat who he's fearless. As a freshman, he's absolutely fearless. Yeah, seems really comfortable. I don't think there's a shot that he won't take. It's just all about his defense to give him minutes on the floor. And then I talked about Sir Jabari Rice. I I think he could be the glue guy for this team. Not like a glue guy like Brock Cunningham, like a glue guy that could actually put points on the board. Hey, Mm. you need me to guard the best player of the other team at times. I could go do that, especially at the guard position. And him being 6'4", having so much experience, all that, all those games played at New Mexico State, Serge Jabari Rice, he's already one of my favorite players, and they've only played two games. Yeah, that's a well-put-together 6'4", too. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. solid 6'4", yeah. and, and plays bigger than that at times. Yeah, plays like, bigger yeah. than that. He's he's one of those guys that will pull you to a, uh, pull you aside, too, and let you know, like, hey, hey, I see this and that. Like, he, he's just type another type of coach-type guy on mm-hmm. the court, and Tyrese Hunter also adds to that. Uh, Timmy Allen, you know, we didn't really get to see him showcase that improved three-point shot that he's talked about. You know, he's going to shoot more this year. So, you know, we'll see. There's so many games to be played. Clearly, next Wednesday when Gonzaga comes into town, that will be a marquee, big-time, you know, Wednesday matchup that will showcase where you are at this early part of the season. And, yeah, with what the UTEP coach said yesterday, I completely agree with. He said, by March comes, there's not many teams that can win a national championship. This Longhorn team, they could be one of those teams that hoist up that championship the first weekend of April in Houston, Texas. So before we uh, hit a little NBA, just a quick comment about uh, the the crowd situation last night. Moody was obviously full, if you saw it, over 11,000. But there was a comment made on the LHN broadcast that should be a cautionary comment to Longhorn fans. It's kind of like that thing about you dream your whole life of driving whatever the car is, whatever you are. You're a Corvette person or you're a Lamborghini person or you're a Mercedes person. But if you actually got the car, do you know how to drive it? Do you know what to do at that point? So last night at one point, Lowell Galindo says, man, all these students are in here and now they need to yell. Now they need to get after it. So to all those students, and by the way, the look of it on TV, so much better. Oh, oh my God. It looks tighter. It looks tougher. The like the lighting, and you can see fans. You can see students is what I meant to say. You can see the students. You can see how they're seating them differently. Now, students, you need to become a student of being a basketball fan. Learn this game. Get into details of this game and realize circumstances of 
the other team's got the ball, bringing it up the floor. The score is is X, Y, or Z, and therefore you yell. You don't yell when something happens. I know, Longhorn fans, God love you. I've been around you a long time, and I always say it. You react so well, but you don't always act. You don't always strike first. But you got to. You got to know when to make the noise. By the way, this will help a lot of you guys go into DKR on Saturday evening as well. Unfold those arms and get out in front of an idea. Start yelling before you see something happen. (laughs) Start yelling for what you want to have happen. That's the next step, Zay. They looked like they were so excited to be in the seats. They didn't know what to do with them. Yeah, yeah. And the corral, you could tell the way that they built Moody, they kind of took a little bit from Cameron Endor and Fog Allen. Yes. The way they set it up. And, yeah, it's just the fans. They don't really understand (laughs) yet how big-time basketball at a big-time arena and being – those types of fans works because, well, one, the product hasn't been there to be that hype. Yeah, I know. You know, Chris, uh, yeah. Chris Beard, he has the culture and he's building in. It started last year. Last year was a good start. What they did at the Frank Irwin Center, it was pretty impressive, especially with yeah. 20,000. That's so many seats there. It looks empty majority of the time. Now with Moody and everything so congested in a good way that yeah. these fans I, I i think wednesday we'll see the true you know the fans and how it should be for right. the rest of the season thursday when, night right yeah yeah, yeah. Thursday? Thursday. It's Thursday? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Th- Thursday night at 8 is the next one against uh, no, against no, no, 8C. No, no. I, I meant I meant the Gonzaga game. Oh, I'm sorry. You I'm mean on the 16th. Yeah, on the next 16th. Wednesday. Next yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think that's when you're we right, really right. see yeah. this, these fans come to life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think that's a, I think it's a good point. And they'll have to meet in the middle. Texas fans are going to have to realize they need to get a little bit out in front. But also, I would continue to tell Chris Beard, you have a very highly educated fan base in certain ways. And this is just the way they have trained themselves over time. If you give them bad product... Sometimes they will stare back at you like, uh, Coach, Yeah, I- I'm not wasting my applause on that. I'm yeah. not wasting my vocal cords on that. Show me something better. And the two schools I named, I named Kansas, Fog Allen, and Duke, Cameron Indoor. Think about when basketball starts for their fan bases. They're not focused on football. Well, somehow Kansas says this year, but not really. They're yeah, still no. focused on basketball. Right. This fan base is as locked into football as they've ever been yeah. with college game day coming into town, having the opportunity to be the top five team in TCU and having a no, relevant true. team that can maybe make some noise <laughs> once December comes around. Dude, every, when I showed those students on TV last night, they looked like me the first time I sat in a suite. <laughs> like, I just, I can't even tell you what happened in the game I was watching. I was just so excited to be where I was. I just gawked the whole time. There was a lot of gawking going on last night. But my God, can you believe we're getting to sit here? Okay, now you got to do something. Yeah. Do I saw something. Hawaiian shirt guy. Hawaiian shirt high. guy was there. He was high. Ready to go. Yeah. And there were times. There were times where they got a little uh, little volume going. Texas had a couple of uh, nice runs when they needed it, and they win by 15 last night. All right, Zay, let's brag on my man Luca a little bit. You said you wanted to talk Luca. You know I'll do that as a Mavs fan anytime. So is it up to nine games in a row now that he scored at least 30 and dished out Five assists? Is that what it is? It's stupid. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. It's hard to even keep track. Like 30 every game. And, uh, you know, I hope 
he doesn't wear down because we oh, talked about you and me both. We talked about earlier this year him playing for his Slovenia national team in the Euro Cup, which that's probably a big reason why he's coming back so fresh because he's been in shape. He had to be. He's been training for his uh, his um, national team, and he's been playing basketball ever since then. So he came in fresh, feeling good, and yeah, he's been punting on everybody. He's just so unstoppable. His ball handling for him to be that big and to have that type of handle, plus that quickness. The guy's quick, and that catches everybody off guard. And if you put a smaller guy on him, hell, what jumps out to me, Mikel Bridges, who was second in defensive player of the year, he made him look like amateur hour last year in the playoffs, that uh, seven-game series where they drove the Suns in game seven. He was dominating Mikel Bridges. And Mikel Bridges is an elite defender, but he can't guard Luka, and nobody could guard him. You can't put nobody too big on him or go past him. But to somebody too small on him, he'll just post him up and score. Mm-hmm. So if he's knocking that step back down, hey, it's, it's going to be his clear shot for MVP as we've seen. And, yeah, he's been very impressive, and Mass fans, they should be hype about it. Yeah, I think it was nobody had had seven in a row to start – seven games in a row to start a year where you had – or seven in a row where you had 30 – and five assists, and now it's nine in a row, I believe. His last night was like 36 and yeah, six. Or... Yeah, and I swear he's staying Oak Cliff. I swear he is as hood as I don't know what for a European dude coming to the States. Usually there's a language barrier oh. or there's a, a weird transition or something like that. Yo, man, he embraces the Dallas culture like I don't know what. He's a Jordan rep guy, so he's wearing J's all the time. and He's just a cool dude, and it's not – how could you not want him to be the face of the league if you're Adam Silver? You know what I kind of like, too? I saw – I had not noticed it in a while, but from Luca last night, I don't know if this is a Dallas culture thing, kind of like that arm tat. See yeah. that, seeing that ink he's got going on? Like he's like a little tough, like a little kinda rough bl- around the edges. He kind of blends in the right Yo, way, doesn't he? He's perfect for Dallas. I like he, it. He's perfect because it's just big enough for him, but it, it's he's just down to earth guy. He he's a different type of cat, and he's special, dude. You're gonna you realize how many like uppity people are gonna go to some bougie tattoo place in Dallas <laughs> and ask for the Luca sleeve? Do you realize how many overpriced tats are gonna be able to sell off of that? Yeah, and it's just a tiger. It's done oh, I didn't even notice what it was. It's just a tiger. Is that it? Yeah, it's just a tiger. That's but awesome. He's got that lion, big cat in him. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, that's impressive. We'll see how long he can keep that streak going with at least 30 points and five or more assists. Luka and the Mavs looking good in the early part of the season. Beat Durant and the Nets last night. Kevin Durant's troubles keep going right now. That Nets drama just will not stop. All right, coming up, why today matters. We'll hit a couple of the uh, the birthdays and now. National Days. Also, keep talking Texas and TCU. Longhorn fans, where are you on this game? Your team is a full touchdown favorite as we head towards the game. Texas minus seven is what it says. Would you lay those points or not? We're talking, uh, starting to talk about the matchup and what's coming on Saturday. Stay with us. It's the Horn. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was Friday night and I was feeling high. Yep. Downtown Atlanta, big city, bright lights. Mixing honey with the Sprite while I'm drinking and driving. No police lights, no police sirens. I'm headed to the club, looking for a freak. Free. Spread a little love and spread a couple cheeks. cheeks. Pull up to the spot, 26 is like, bam. Eyes on me like, do you see him? Stroll through the front door, headed to the bill. Bought a couple bottles and I took a couple sips. Scoping out the room and what do I see? A nice round butt and a pair of double D's. <laughs> Uh, it's a romantic tale. <laughs> it's a truly romantic tale. I heard the Atlanta reference, and I think it's a younger version of a voice I recognize. Ludicrous. That's right. Here we go. So you've learned that I can identify him. So that when when my ego needs a little boost, that's when you give me the give me a little ludicrous. That's yeah. Good. You put the Atlanta together and everything. The two Atlanta guys I feel like I can identify are Ludicrous and Ti. I feel like I can identify both of those guys. Yeah. If I need to. Yeah, they're very specific, yeah. Where's T.I. on your list? I don't know. He has hits, but I don't even consider him one of the biggest Atlanta rappers. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's got some catchy, catchy stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, very catchy. Yeah, when it comes to Atlanta, obviously Dungeon Family's big. That's uh, CeeLo Green and... uh, the Gnarls Barkley stuff? Yeah. No, not that. One of uh, He was mom. part of Gnarls Barkley, too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But not not that. Okay. It's, wow, I can't think of CeeLo Green's group. This is taking my black and hip-hop cards. <laughs> this is not good. I am so sorry. I didn't mean I to just, do that. No, I just called him the Dungeon Family because it was Outkast, CeeLo Green, Goody Mob. Oh, there you go. I'm glad you got there. Thanks. Yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm glad you got there. Yeah, yeah. Because my dorky ass will take your cool away fast. I'll take all your street cred without even trying. Um, I'll just, you know, I'll mess it all up. And just, you know, you, you know, you know, they used to have rap battles on the corners, eh? Did you know that? Yeah, it'll just it'll just ruin it all for you. All right, uh, we got a lot of football to uh, to get to this week. We'll continue to do that. Texas and TCU, of course, coming up Saturday evening. This evening, you get under the lights with Rick and Jeff. They're going to talk to James Keller of Maynard as they get ready for a playoff game. They're going to talk to Thomas Gammerdinger of McCallum as the Knights get ready. I think the Knights get to host their playoff game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this round over at House. Uh, so best of luck to all those teams. Teams in the playoffs. They'll be previewing the matchups as well under the lights tonight at 7. Of course, Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge will follow us at 3 o'clock. Let's get into Why Today Matters. We'll hit football and a couple other things. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Real quick before we dig into it, somebody sent us a text after the conversation uh, where Zay talked about uh, having a dream about a white woman picking him up in the rain. Hey, hey Sandra Bullock, uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock Come on. picking him up in the rain. Somebody said uh, Zay's porno version of the blind side protect the backside, and they're imagining Zay standing outside Westlake in the rain waiting on a MILF to pick him up. All right, there you go. Oh, man. There's the hey, imagery. 
Wow, how about that? Well, I side would have won more awards if Michael Orr and Sandra Bullock would have uh, had No, a come on. Yo, There's no need. There's hey, no need. Hey, Tim, take your ass back to come your beautiful on, wife. man. Your real wife. Who's Tim? Who's real wife? Faith Hill. Faith Hill, exactly. Uh-huh. He's doing pretty good. 1816, whatever the show's called, the Yellowstone spinoff. That's my joint. Love it. <laughs> Terrific. But I'm Michael Orr. Oh Look at me. God. I'm about to go to the league. All right. Okay. Fair enough. You're trying to make that a whole different kind of movie yeah, is what yeah, you're you trying to do. You, you can't sing like I could sing. It's a whole different tell. movie. Whole different movie. Yeah. yeah, that's living like you were dying right there. All right. So, uh, why today matters. Getting ready for Texas and TCU. Real quick, Zay. Uh, I went back and looked. You know I'm obsessed now with second and long for the Longhorns. I went back in the K-State game to look at what they did on second and long. Check it out. There were 13 plays of second and six or more. They ran 10 times and only passed three. I told, I've been telling them, just run the ball. Run. Even though it doesn't feel like you should run all the time, run. They ran 10 times for 70 yards combined. And that was after the penalties. I put them in like first and 15. As long as it was second and, what, second and longer than six. That's what I looked at. Could be second and 10. Could be second and a million. As long as it's six or more. So they averaged seven yards a carry on those runs. It included the 36-yard touchdown run from Bijan on second and 10, by the way. And then for the three passes, they got 14 yards combined, including one incompletion. Pretty flat plays there. I'm starting to develop this weird this theory of football where on first and 10, it's kind of what you want people to think you are. But I think second and long is who you are. It's almost like if you go to Vegas and place a bet and lose, first bet, the thing you do next is who you really are. I get scared. When I lose immediately, I get skittish and because I'm cheap, and I think, oh, my God. But those people that are big-time gamblers, they lean in right away. Second and long to me is what you are. And what Texas needs to be is run the ball. Seven yards a carry against K-State on second and long when they ran. Yeah, and we know Steve Sarkeesian, he has this opening script in first 20-something plays in the first half, and then in the second half, that script's gone, and he has to adjust to whatever the opposing team is throwing at him defensively, and that's where he's been struggling throughout his tenure as a head coach, especially here at the University in Texas. So in my mind, you know, you talk about the self-inflicted wounds you need to prepare for that. As a ho- as a coach, especially the head coach, you got to prepare for every situation. So yeah. it's not always going to be easy peasy, smooth sailing where you're not going to have any penalties like you did in the first half where you put up 31 points. Now, in the second half, you do have penalties that set you back five yards. Now you're starting first and 15. So you got to have plays ready for those Second and 13 situations that are better than just giving the ball to Bijan, especially when Chris Kleiman and that crew are putting nine, ten guys in the box. Like yeah. that, that doesn't make any sense. So you got to be prepared to have plays that are second and 10. And it doesn't have to be those deep shots like you threw. Like you don't need to go long on first and 15. Get, like you said, those crossing routes and those drag routes. Xavier Wordy, Jordan Winnington. Get those guys going across the middle where you could get those eight yards back. Now you're sitting at 
second and seven, second and eight, where it's easier to get first downs instead of just going for the big plays all the time. It's just such weird play calling when he gets into those situations. And, yeah, we've yet to see them run successful plays in the second half, which is due to the lack of scoring. Yeah, he needs to go back into – obviously, like we talked about earlier, you can't have Worthy getting that ball knocked away. That was a big moment. They had converted a first down, and they should have been moving on. But he does need to go back and look at that first and 15 thing that we talked about. If you've got the shot called on first and 10, first off, you and I would tell him maybe not take the shot. But really think about not taking the shot if it's first and 15. And by the way, he threw that into triple coverage. <laughs> Do you think K-State knew they were taking a shot? There were three guys there. He would have had to, he would have had to throw a perfect ball to Worthy to get it to, to drop in there. The other thing I'm, I, that I'll watch, and you said this this week, Zay, is those second and long moments can get you to third and two, can get you to third and four, third and three, thir- third and manageable to where then you can open up a lot of ideas. Then that drag route, it is past what you need. That drag route only goes three, four yards. Well, that's cool on third and two. Now run it. And then you get your first down, and you're scooting on down the field. Yeah, and that puts you not only in three-down territory, four-down territory. If you choose, sure. If you choose, you can start yeah, yeah, going yeah. for fourth downs where you don't have to punt. Like, and then now you yeah. hold the time of possession, which you definitely need against this TCU group yeah. coming in that likes yes. to make comebacks yes, and whatnot. You do. So, yeah, it's just... That, that seems like the smart and right thing to do. Why this team doesn't do that? Why this coaching staff and Steve Sarkeesian don't do that? It's still a big question mark that's yet to be solved. The three games, I'll take Kansas and put it off to the side because I think there's multiple ways they could beat Kansas. Those other three teams, though, K-State, coming up with TCU, and Baylor, I think the way that Texas beats them is the hammer. I think it is physicality, and it is nastiness running the ball. Also, you got to keep – I don't know if you have to win time of possession. It's got to be manageable, though. K-State did not dominate them there. That was the key. You couldn't go to Manhattan and have them hang 35, 36, 37 minutes of time of possession on you. They didn't let it happen. I think it was 31-29, 32-28, something like that. I think K-State won it, but it was a little bit. That's what needs to happen in these, these other two games. Against the teams in Texas. Yeah, KU won at 32 to A little bit, right? Thirty. Yeah, that, that's not bad. What you can't do is you can't have TCU come in here and dominate that stat and let Baylor do it too. These are your home games that you have left. You need to control that. Control your tempo. Control the way the game, the way the game rolls out. And it should be running the ball, be physical, and then work the pass plays off of it. That's, I, I really wonder what kind of football team this would ultimately be if Sark could just change the way he thinks about, let's take a shot. If someone in the room would say, hey, coach, based on how Quinn and, and Worthy and these guys are dealing with those plays, let's change what we mean by let's take a shot. Why does that have to be a 35 to 40-yard pass that we can't complete? It's like at this point, it's a psyche thing, and he's trying to, I don't know, tell his offense that, hey, we're going to get it this week. Like, every week he goes into it like... Well, it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen, and when it does, our offense is going to take off completely because now you have to account for that. The problem is, Sark, the defenses know what you love to do, and they know that sometimes Quinn Ewers gets 
just locked in on Xavier Wordy, which, yes, he threw one to JT Sanders also, but majority of the time it's going to Xavier Wordy. By the way, thank you for saying that. Why take that shot with Sanders on the first play? That was odd. You going bombing to your tight end on the first play? Yeah. yeah, What the heck is that? Yeah, he's no Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's good grief. Like, there's a couple guys that would make less sense than that, but... I mean, why don't you have Burt Auburn run that route and just see if it works? Oh, man. Like, what are we doing? Over Carrot Top? Dude, I love Jatavian Sanders. That route, though? That's just not what he should – you should not be taking that shot with him. Specifically the first play of the game. And, oh, by the way, he underthrew the ball. Just like he underthrew the one later in the game that almost got picked. And then he overthrew into triple coverage. Yeah. Give him stuff he can hit. Yeah, and the third wide receiver being a non-factor, that's an issue. Uh, that that's an issue. I, I know that we could say JT Sanders is a third receiver in a way, but Jordan Winnington, he hasn't been as productive as I think he should be involved in the offense. And we know Steve Sarkeesian, when he has his guy, when he has his starters, those guys get reps. You don't see a lot of substitutions right. and changing of the course with you know certain wide receivers. If you earn your spot, you're going to play a ton. But we've seen Casey Kane and Savion Wren and Tyreek Milton, and they're trying to find someone to fill that you know third wide receiver spot, and he has yet to find anybody be consistent. And ever since Casey Kane dropped that pass against Iowa State, oh, yeah. it seems like he's had no confidence in him. Yeah, I agree. The Savion Red thing was all right. You know, got a couple catches. Jordan Whittington, it does need to be better than two for 22. I like those two catches, though. Those little out routes that Quinn can throw that ball perfectly. Oh, right in between the corner and the safety. And one of them was a third and short. We just talked about it. You didn't need many yards to get there. The other thing, let me give Quinn Ewers credit for this because this probably sounds like I'm bagging on Quinn for those long routes. What he and Xavier Worthy are doing with those little short corner back right of the end zone plays, I rewatched that stuff five times a piece last night, trying to figure out how they're doing that. That post corner, and then I don't even know what you call the second one because he didn't really run just a corner, but to to get that ball in that spot, drop it into that bucket. Man, Quinn Ewers is so good at that part of the field. I don't care where you are on the field, just out there to his right, a perfected kind of pass out to his right, just that little sling. It's incredible. Yeah, they have great chemistry, especially in the red zone. And think about Xavier Wordy, how good he is as a wide receiver in the red zone and what you would think of as a traditional great red zone wide receiver. You think of those big Megatron goal line fade guys, guys that could really yeah. use their size and get Des in front Bryant. of Des Bryant yeah. and get in front of the smaller corners and, and just use their size on those slants and stuff. Xavier Worry, he's so quick and so good at his release game. You know, right when the ball is snapped, he gets such good separation. Clearly, that uh, touchdown and against Iowa State comes into mind on that whip route, mm-hmm. and then that beautiful route. Both the routes that he ran against Kansas State, all the touchdowns that he has, what twenty something and twenty something games. Yeah, that that's impressive. But the deep shot, not so much. Yeah, dude, slow I'm, down on that one, dude. If I'm if, if I'm defending Texas in a goal line situation, I think I'd tell my free safety just to go stand at that back pylon. Yeah. 
Hey, go stand there. Number eight's going to come see you. Yeah. And you just got to stop him from catching that ball. That's crazy. All right. Uh, why Today Matters. Uh, happy birthday uh, to the memory of Bobby Bowden. We lost Bobby in 2021. Bobby Bowden would have been 93 years old today. Musically, Bonnie Raitt is 73 and still rocking. And for you TV fans, this would have been the 102nd birthday of Florida Evans. Esther Roll herself. Damn. 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 <laughs> One of my favorites growing up, man. She was so good. Uh, died back in 1998, unfortunately. So rest in peace to the great Esther Roll as well. National Day, National Harvey Wallbanger Day. That's vodka, Galliano, and orange juice. If you want to uh, make one of those up, Cappuccino's getting its own day today. And Parents as Teachers, National Parents as Teachers. As a parent who is now supposed to be the instructor for driving, I appreciate that right now. Parent as teacher. A lot of pressures, eh, when you're doing that. A lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. It saves us money. I think it's why we're doing it, because if we send if you send them to a place, you got to pay more money, but if I do it, I'm actually really enjoying it, but I'm a little scared, because the first time she gets into like a fender bender situation, you know my wife's going to look at me. Hey, teach, what's up? <laughs> right? Hey, she, that's where you come in clutch. She's going to blame me. She's going to blame me for it, but uh, we are having a lot of fun with that. Shout out to all those kids learning how to drive, man. It's an important skill, and it is terrifying for us to teach you how to do it. All right, coming up, it is Stems and Seeds before we get out of here, including the CFP rankings. They will come out at 6 o'clock, and TCU might get screwed at about 6.08. We'll tell you how on the horn. Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. And I Bush, Houston, Texas. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. All right, stems and seeds brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Six o'clock tonight is the new CFP rankings. I think TCU might get screwed again. For you Longhorn fans, for Zay and all the Longhorn fans, man, I hope TCU gets in because then, Zay, they'll be overconfident. They'll have to answer all those questions all week. But I think they may get screwed and put it five or six. I think Tennessee might take that four spot. Yeah, I could see them getting screwed too. And the committee's going to go in saying, hey, Vegas thinks Texas is going to win this game. Y'all got to prove to us another big-time test. Y'all came back and won way too many games from behind. We need to see more. Also, Colton Vosick, the DN out of Westlake, he tweeted out, 4 p.m. earlier. That's it. Just 4 p.m. Can't wait. So at 4 p.m., I would tell you to be tuned in to Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. They'll let you know what Colton Vosick is going to do. If you are a logical human who follows recruiting, you would think that he may be about to commit to the University of Texas. Now, Anthony Hill has not done that yet. Anthony Hill is decommitted from A&M, but he is not officially committed anywhere else. Yo, this is such a big weekend for recruiting. There's a lot of players coming into town to yep. see this game and the extravagant events down at the 40 Acres College Game Day coming into town for the second time. Got a lot to be excited and optimistic about. Now, the other thing to be clear about, this could be Vasek just decommitting because he hasn't done that yet, correct? Yeah. This could just be him saying, I'm going to decommit from OU and I'm going to look around. So let's be let's understand that. Longhorn fans, you may not get everything you want today. This may be just half of what you want, just like yesterday with Anthony Hill. So Colton Vosick, best of luck deciding what you want to do. Colton Vosick, 4 p.m. is when something is going down. Pay attention for that. All right, under the lights tonight at 7, you got 
Ball Don't Lie coming up next with Rod and Harge. We will be back tomorrow for a Wednesday show. Hopefully some J.D. Lewis fantasy help for you at 12.30. And then we will get our Wednesday guest, Justin Wells of Inside Texas. And Wednesday, who's Wednesday at 2? Who am I missing? Chip Brown, Horns 24-7. He was in Manhattan. We'll get his thoughts on the game and the big one coming up with Texas and TCU. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. We will talk to you tomorrow. Two.